Welcome, travelers. I'm Josh. I'm Glenn. And I'm Lee Wanika. And this is Tabletop Journeys, where we will be your humble guides on the quest to RPG adventures. Here at Tabletop Journeys, we are all devoted role players and storytellers at heart, and we absolutely love sharing our passion with you. In our main podcast episodes, we discuss D&D 5e's core rules and ever-expanding content, while also showcasing other RPG systems and bringing you fresh, new projects from indie content creators. Let us help you get the most out of your story, no matter what game world you're playing in, because detailed settings, heroic characters, vibrant NPCs, and a focus on story over rules can make any campaign legendary. today's class warfare man we are excited to go ahead and get back to uh, back to the table here rolling some dice with scald once again from off the queer right. heroes welcome scald nice to see you again hope how are things out on the uh, on the left coast there things are good it is still bright and sunny here thank oh, you guys man. so much again for having us today super stoked today we launched our kickstarter so things are oh well. yes and i was back in number three yeah. yeah yeah excited yeah. to be back at the table with you guys ready to roll some yeah. dice yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, and today's going to be a today's going to be a fun one. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that in just a second here. But Luanika, Glenn, nice to see you. Also, it's been a. It feels like it's been a while since we've been together. I think it's been almost a week since we've been in the studio together. So two weeks. We took a whole week off last week. Oof, yeah. Imagine that. What vacation yeah. in the middle of a Kickstarter? Go figure. What? So. Vacation, nothing. I was writing. Yeah, no, exactly. We're all busy as hell. That yeah, fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. yeah, there was a lot of work that went on while we were not recording. True facts. We'll get right into it tonight because I think tonight is going to be an interesting, fun episode. So as you saw in the episode title, tonight is our class warfare episode featuring druids. And the DM for tonight's game is going to be none other than Mr. Lewanika Miller, which hey. is jointly exciting and terrifying at the same time. So let's go around and just say who we are playing tonight. Glenn, why don't you get started tonight? What's up, Druids? I'm Shelly. I'll be playing a total Druid of the Moon today. It's going to be fantastic, man. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Y'all are- I might not make it through this. You should find something to spew in. <laughs> but I will say this. If there is a way to go, it's throwing dice has got to be in the top five. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. All right. Skull, try to bring some sense and order to this. I can't. I give, up. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. That's a tall order. Oh dear, I will be playing as Meraxes, a silver dragonborn circle of the Arctic druid. So, Frosty Dragon. 
Excellent. I like Excellent. it. I, uh, in the uh, in the playtesting, I mentioned this on chat, but in the playtesting for uh, for yeah, our cool. uh, book coming out, <laughs> I, I also rolled up a Silver Dragonborn uh, Druid, uh, and that combination works really well. So I think that is a very smart choice on your part. Nice done. And then I am going to be playing today the Circle of the... What's the circle? It's the. It's a circle. Man, Glenn, you really. Yeah, you totally have derailed this. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I couldn't help it. What's up, Druids was too perfect. So I based it all off of half circle, half ninja turtle. <laughs> circle of Dreams. There we go. Circle of Dreams, the uh, the Feywild one. I am playing a Seder Circle of Dreams, and their name is Ragu. Like those. Like the soup or the stew or however, whatever a ragu is. All right. And and we all, so we're going to be running at level eight tonight. So firmly in tier two, which is going to be great. All of us picked one uncommon magic item. Yeah. Okay. Scald, which one did you pick? Do you remember? I of course you remember. I have a cloak of protection on me. Mm, excellent. I, I, I'm sensing a theme. Yep. <laughs> it was an yes. uncommon, not a rare, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. All right. Glenn, how about you? Also Cloak of Protection. Had it been a rare, uh -huh. I'd have had Staff of the Woodlands. But... Yep, yep. So all of us went same direction. I almost went Cloak of Protection, but instead I went with the Sentinel Shield, which is a plus two shield. And I also have advantage on initiative rolls and perception checks, which knowingly, Wanika, I thought sounded really important. The Sentinel Shield is a much better mm -hmm. idea than my Cloak of Protection since I use a shield. I should have thought of looking at shields. I didn't look at armors because yep. I don't wear any because you know, I know exactly Michelle right. Yeah. Me 17. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So that is the direction that we have all gone. Mr. Miller, without further ado, I'm going to turn on the map here. And uh, I believe, sir, the microphone is yours. Ah, I appreciate that. And I'm going to get us going. So what you're seeing here is the town. It's a pretty big town, and this is but this is in the center of it. And the, but the town is on the outskirts of the kingdom, so near to the wilds. It's not big city as you would think, even though it's a larger town. As you can tell by looking at the map, there are a fair amount of domiciles. But something has happened here. There have been rumors of people going missing on the road between this town and deeper into the kingdom where things are nicer and more civilized. In addition, word has disappeared from the town. Nobody has been seen or heard from in some time. So your group has been asked because you take care of the wilds and the wilderness and the lands in between to venture to the town and find out what has happened. And that's where you enter. You come into the scene with no idea where the people are, but it is eerily quiet. Mm. And you're on a you're on the main street, and you walk in, and you can see a barricade. You can see damage to to some of the buildings, and that's what you are here in this situation, wondering what in the world could be happening. All right. I think the first thing that we're going to want to check out is that barricade. So you guys have a better idea. No, I want to find out what's going on. Let's see what's up. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah, that doesn't seem right, man. Are they trying to keep us out, bro? Or are they keeping the people in? <laughs> no. No. All right. I'm gonna great, that's a great question, uh, Shelly. Uh, as you're coming closer to the barricade, would you care to roll? Uh, an insight. Uh, is that everybody or just Shelly? Just Shelly, because he asked the question. Yeah. 
I'm reasonably insightful, oh legendary DM man, but how do you feel about perception, bro? You can see this thing, so you're not look. It's not a perception. It's this is, insight is the uh, proper uh, proper skill in this case. I rolled a nat twenty for a twenty-five. Hey, yo, oh. nice. You're pretty sure that they were keeping something out because all the pointy parts are pointed out mm-hmm. and not inward. Nice. I would definitely like to get a perception check when I get up to the barricade. I want to get the nature of of the barricade. Was it assembled hastily or of weird materials? I kind of see what else I can see beyond it. It is made of wood. There are some actual manufactured things such as this little this implement of destruction basically sticks uh, nailed together, lashed together, pointing outward, but the rest of it was very hasty and it looks as though it didn't do a great job. What you notice is damage to the buildings, whatever here, while it may have slowed something down, it likely would not have stopped. Okay. Is that to say it looks like something went through it already? Over it more. Okay. All right. Oh, size of something that went over it. Investigation. 19. And it looks like it was very large. If I... Can I do a nature or survival check to see if I can find any kind of tracks around here? Absolutely. Okay. That's going to be a... 16. You find tracks. Guys! Look at this. And they lead in two directions. They lead to your rear in mm-hmm. this direction. <laughs> and they lead through the, into that door, which has been seen since. That door off to the right there? Yeah, this one right here. Perhaps. Do, the tra- do any of the tracks go towards the barricade? Do no, it looks like they go this way i'll point behind us and through the door my dude all right no that's how about right. a perception check for what's behind us then that'll do any good can i get a look-see absolutely that is a 25. what you gather is that there is disturbed earth right where you would see this cop this cobblestone here yeah is disturbed like it's there but it's torn up and it doesn't look good and then there's basically a break in the building right here as well but the earth there is disturbed in fact with your roll you almost sense that it's moving please roll initiative oh crap Seventeen for me. Sixteen Josh, for me. All right, Josh, I'm gonna have you be player A. Yep. And you're seventeen. And I am. Scald, you said sixteen. Yeah. You'll be player B. And Glenn, bro, I like to wait until the end just to see what all my options are, so I rolled a one. <laughs> Excellent. You rolled and a you natural twenty and a natural one already. Player C. Yes, I have. It's going to be that kind of a game, I see. All right. Wow. And I have no plus to initiative. 
And at this point, you see the ground rumble and directly in front of you, bursting through the ground is an ant keg. Ugh. All right. And you hear the ground rumble and bursting through the ground and crushing the door in, in its wake. Another ant keg. Ugh. All right. And let's see. And we did initiative. So then we have the first one. Crap. The tracks, guys. The tracks. <laughs> you don't okay. say. Player A. All right, that's me. Josh, you are cool. up. Yeah. The All right. Um, exactly known for our speed. Huh. All right, so I am, I'm surprised, obviously, by the ankeg bursting out of the ground in front of me, and so I am going to cast Frostbite at it. I need it to give me a constitution saving throw, please. It does not pass that constitution save. Okay, cool. Then it's going to sound a failed save. Target takes oh, 2d6 damage. Five... Six points of oh, must be it's frostbite, so it must be frost damage. Cold, gotcha. Story. Cold, yep. Cold damage, yeah. Those there, yeah. All right, and guys, and do I want to move? You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm just. I'm gonna circle around it to this way. Okay. Free, free a line for my uh, for my compatriots there. Excellent, and. What you notice is you move right into direct line of sight of another Thrycreen. Thrycreen? We got more bugs over here! Gosh. And... Just to bugs. (laughs) 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 And will a 16 hit you? A 16 will hit me. Alright, and you take six points of slashing damage from its Chakta. Okay. And that will be Thrycreen Hunter A. Okay. Actually, there is only one Hunter. <laughs> That's good. That's good for me. Hey, hey, Scald, you are not, you are, you are up. Okay, I am, mm, bugs. <laughs> I will move back just a little so I can have a more even line of sight to both of them. Actually, you know what? I don't want to be in between these things. I'm going to move a little further towards where Ragu is, and then I will turn towards the one that is engaged with him and some spell that I want to use. I would like to go ahead and use... size on this one how far is i'm gonna go ahead and use call lightning f yeah so i want to cast that on this bigger one and i will see if it helps any i will mark them as cool thank you a and b Okay, so that's call lightning at 
fourth you, level. Would you be kind about where you, what point you Yes. Pick? I would like to move this. <laughs> right. Yes. Important details. I do. Um, I believe it's a 10 foot radius. 10 foot wall, 60 foot radius centered on a point you can see within range directly above you. Okay. Each creature within five feet of that point must make a dexterity save. Okay. So I'll go ahead and move it closer towards me. So if it's going to be... I'm actually going to move it over where the building is over here. Okay. So that the only thing that's going to get caught in it is this guy. Okay. It needs to make a dexterity save. And I'm assuming a 12 will not succeed. A 12 will not succeed. Okay, so that's one extra d10 because it's above third, and that's so. It's going to take 19 points of lightning damage. Yeah! Get wrecked! I'm going to fry up some crispy critters. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, good eats right there. Is not pleased. <laughs> and, it, and, it smells, suppers. and it smells like bug. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, guys. All right. And any other action, bonus actions, anything of that nature? I think that's yeah. That's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna do for now. That's all. Yeah. And it is now time for. warrior to appear oh dear guys <laughs> guys we got this and the warrior will run up on you and it's it will It will get two attacks with its Githka, its uh, spear-looking slashing device. First attack is a 21. Yep. And hit you for six points of damage. Okay. We're good. Fine, guys. <laughs> Second attack is a 19. Yep. Man, so much for that cloak of protection, guys. (laughs) Should have went with the shield. (laughs) For for seven points of damage. Okay. Ouch. I have found a cloak of displacement is far better than a cloak of protection. Yeah, I'm beginning to see that, thanks. Yep. But I think displacement is a rare, not a... That is probably true. That would have been the limiting factor, of course. So he has moved into that position. We are time for Warrior A to arrive. I'm going to move the map a little bit for the audience because Warrior A moves into position behind the barricade and will fire its Githka at. It's Chaktka, rather, at Shelly. Thirteen. Oh, that just bounced off my shell, buggy style, dude. 
druid? You're not a druid, so you can't be a dude, because I'm trying not to use dude. How about 22? Really? 22? Yeah, that, that might hit. <laughs> Careful the shell, man! It thinks to itself that it will do its best to miss your shell, and it hits you for seven points of damage. Oh, bro. Not cool. And now we're on Ankeg A will do its Ankeg thing and bite at Ragu. That's not very nice. Twenty-two. That'll hit. That will be nine slashing damage. Oof. And two acid damage. I don't care for that at all. And you do need to make a check to see if you are grappled. So a deck save. Or actually, it's an opposed check. You have to make a check roll, whether it be athletics or acrobatics or however you wish to do to avoid being grappled by its minions uh, as they right, clamp I, down on your person. I will I will make acrobatics. Actually. Oh, hit my other dice. That is an eight. So I'm assuming that I am grappled. You are grappled. Okay. And that is his turn. Shelly. Okay. Ankeg B did not do anything. Oh, you're you are correct. I I'm trying it. to get us whooped up on, but I'm, I know I'm last. <laughs> yeah, Ankeg B will also bite. But he will try to bite you. Twenty-two. That will hit. Eight. Not cool, um, man, Tis. That's the slashing and the four acid. And you too get to make a roll versus being grappled. great for that besides athletics ish 18 you are not grappled and it is your turn all right so shelly goes 5 10 15 because he's more than two size categories bigger than me i could move through him And casts tidal wave in a ten-foot line between the two ant kegs. Actually, he's just one. He's large. Is he just and one? you're medium, right? Oh, I guess so. I thought that was huge. My bad. I guess I won't move through. It is indeed a large monstrosity. So instead. going to cast Moonbeam at fourth level. 
centered on that ankeg. Moonbeam creates a silvery beam of pale light in a five-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder on a point gata. I can move it every turn up to six feet. 60 feet is a bonus action, and any creature that moves into it or starts their turn there takes 4d10, because I cast it at fourth level. Radiant damage. It's starting out on that dude, so I didn't make a token for it. Let's use... I've got one. And you said it's... You said it's... How big? Five feet. It's like a laser from space. <laughs> space lasers, dude. Space laser. I'm cool with this one if you're cool with this one. Space laser. Yeah, I like it. I like a little targeting compass. Yeah. All right, I already got it. Boop. No, I, I already got it. I just drew it. Well, we can't. It's under him, so we can't really. Ah. Uh, okay. See it. Didn't you object if I use a token? Nope. Use a token. That's fine. I'll put it on the edge of him instead of in the middle, just so that it's easier to move your own token. <laughs> All right. And then... How as much a, damage? So he needs to make a constitution saving throw against DC 16, or he takes 40 10 radiant, half as much on a, on a successful save. Please roll your damage. Uh, 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 21. Oh, nice. And... He is bloody. Nice. And as a bonus action, I uh, wild shape into a giant constrictor. All right. Okay. All right. And that is the end of round one. On the upside, is the constrictor I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. At this point in time, we have another Thrycreen is on the scene. Got a big ass snake. And it actually starts right here, coming around the corner. And this is the psionic Thrycreen. I like to think my snake still has the top of my tortoiseshell on its head like that. <laughs> 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 this fits on the top of the yeah. body. Yeah, like the snake just kind of like grows out of your backside. That's right, right. when you wild shape into it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Good call. I think I can get behind that. <laughs> and this Thrycreen leaps into battle. No, he can't, because there's not a good spot, because you're all in that space. He <laughs> <laughs> can fit here. There's one spot he could fit. Yeah. Uh, so he will move around. He could also fit here. I'm going to say no to that one, because those are spiky, and they're actually protruding okay. into that space. So he's going to move into that position. He can't get over that with, his, with the remainder of his movement. So that is his turn. And the last Thrycreen comes from this broken building and out. So let's see. They're moving. At least we know that's the last one. In theory. Yeah, because you said that. Yeah. I said nothing. (laughs) And. 
this point it's two of its forearms at you clack its claws three times and you need a constitution save shelly the snake is it wearing low ruby slippers and wishes that there's no place like home doesn't look like i have any proficient saves so that'll be a straight cough 17. Ooh, very nice yeah because i have you to save as my snake right not as myself correct yep. You will take half half damage. And so half of that, half of 38. So yeah, 19. 38 was the full damage. So you take eight, 18 damage? 19. 19. 19. And that is necrotic as it attempts to drain your life. And which Wait. one did that originate from? That would be this guy here, I think. Cool. The Mystic. And it is player A. Okay. Cool. Before I do my thing, my th- the spell that I want to cast has a 10-foot radius. And by my math, if I drop it here, I can catch all three of those. Any issue with that? I can catch both Ankegs and the Warrior. Yes. Okay, cool. So I'm going to cast Wither and Bloom at fourth level. <clears throat> Wither and Bloom, 10 foot radius, sphere centered on a point within range. Each creature of my choice needs to make a constitution saving throw. So obviously, Shelly the Snake and Maraxis do not need to make that constitution saving throw. However, both Ankegs and the Warrior do. Okay. Eleven. That's a failure. 20, dirty 20. That will pass. So Ankeg B passed, Ankeg A failed, and the warrior, 12. Failed. <clears throat> okay, okay, cool. All right, uh, this will be an necrotic damage. Uh, I cast it at fourth level, so I get 3d6. That's a six, that's a six. That's a one, so that's 13 total for the failures and six for the passes. And, Maraxis, you can spend and roll one of your unspent hit dice to regain hit points. Sweet. Thank you. And also, you also gain that you get it four plus whatever your dice rolls. Okay. Eight. That brings me almost back up to four. Thank you. Excellent. You are welcome. And also the grass in that area dies. Excellent. If the grass were enemies, then yeah. Build attacking grass now. Any movement? Mm, Oh, you're grappled. Yeah, I'm grappled. No. Nope. I'm good for now. All right. The hunter. Moves into position and strikes you. Natural 20. Oof. That ain't good. 
That's going to be 14. And it's second attack. Is it 16? That will hit. And five damage. Okay. Cool. And the eerie thing about the attacks by the Thrykreen is they are quiet. They don't make a lot of noise other than the sound effects of their carapaces moving about. So you get the clicking and clacking of their of their body parts in motion as they move quickly. You hear the skittering sounds, but they don't make sounds. They don't speak at all. They're not even issuing noises at this point. They're just efficiently doing their business, which is attacking. And skull. Okay. So if my lightning cloud is over here, it is still up. So I'll use my action to call another bolt down where it's just going to hit the edge of the Ankeg A. So it okay. needs to make another dexterity saving throw. It does not like these. <laughs> As evidenced by its abject failure. Sweet. So that's 3d10. That's going to be 7, 8 is 15. And one more is 17 points of lightning damage. And that Ankeg explodes and in goo and carapace pieces just shatter all about all about the area. It slimed me. Pretty much, you're good. <laughs> Gross. The giant shake is snaking bits of Ankeg is shaking bits of Ankeg off of it looking disgusted as well. Yeah, nice, like, nice. Uh, okay, that was gross. And I'm, yeah, I'm in melee range of the warrior. I will just turn to face the warrior at this point. How is Ragu looking? I'm pretty rough. I'm bloodied. Okay. okay. Question. This came up in actually the most recent game that I played. If I have a spell that is a bonus action, I cannot use that as my bonus action if I've already cast a spell. Is that correct? If it's a cantrip that is a bonus action, yeah. then yes, you can. Okay. It's a bonus action first level spell then no you no. would not be able to. okay okay no. well if you cast a full leveled spell whether it's an action or bonus action the only other thing you can cast in the round is a cantrip gotcha in that case if i can do a cantrip hold on wait a minute you didn't hold cast on. a spell this turn no you bonus action called lightning oh that's, that's right that's right so you okay can cast a spell yeah cool and it's an um, action not a bonus action so she can absolutely cast a bonus action spell right? awesome she can cast I... a full action spell I'm going no, to use your action. Yeah. Oh, call lightning is an action, not a bonus action? Yeah, yeah, it's an action. Oh. Okay, yeah. but I so can you. cast my bonus action spell? You can, yes. Sweet. Okay. Which mine is, I'm going to just double check that I'm doing the right. Yeah, okay, I'm going to cast Healing Word on Regu. Nice. As bonus action, so that is do 24 plus 5. And there's a Three, so you get eight HP. Excellent. I no longer bloodied. That will be my full turn. Fabulous. Thank you very much. Look at us healing each other. <laughs> I'm still like, like scraping goop off my scales, just like ew, ew. <laughs> 
Heal, 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 And the other warrior will into this position and attack you. Whether it's Githka. 23? Yeah. <laughs> For seven. Okay. And that's slashing. And then it attempts to bite you. Rude. <laughs> 19. Oh, yes. Dang. For six points of damage. Okay. And you need a constitution save. Okay. Con. That is a 14 on the con save. You pass. (sighs) Okay. That sounded close. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that's Warrior B. Warrior A fires its Satka at the Constrictor. Nine. Nine will not hit. Fires again. 15. That will hit. For seven points of damage. It will then back off. It has a feeling that the snake is trying to move over. Five. <laughs> 10, 15. 20. And 25. 30. It's going to back way off. It does not like <laughs> the looks of that thing. And that will bring us to Bianca, who will try to take out the snake. To be accurate, now is when it takes the radiant damage. Ah, okay. It's not a, It's just a beam unless they start their turn there or move into it. So when I cast it, it didn't do damage until it okay. started. So it Sorry, now... I went back and rewrite it and... That's right. It is then in that case, it is now bloody as opposed to being bloodied earlier. It will then go for an acid spray upon you. You need a dexterity, sir. Sixteen. That will pass. And it will be half damage from the acid that hits you because it sprays acid upon you. So you take half damage, so that would be six points of damage, passive damage. And the giant constrictor is bloodied. And it moves to that position. And the other Ankeg is dead. It is your turn. Shelly. Shelly takes a five foot slither and attacks the Ankheg I'm going to make a melee weapon attack to constrict 23 to hit that will work 
Okay. On a hit, the creature takes 2d4, 2d8 plus 4 bludgeoning damage. 8 total damage. But they are now grappled. No, no contestion. Okay. If uh, the strict hits, they're grappled. Until the grapple ends, they are restrained. I cannot restrict another target. And then as my bonus action, I move my moonbeam to there. Well, that's not good. <laughs> that, that's poor. Yeah. I can't get away now. Mm, it's almost like he planned it that way. You'd think there was forethought. All right. Anything else? No, that was my action and my bonus action. Excellent. The hand keg is squealing. You get the impression that the snake is trying to say, Gut Mantis! And we are in round three. At this point, the Cyanthri Cream moves into a position. Makes a claw attack for 10. Which I assume will miss. And then yeah, makes a light at the snake, but a 10 will miss. Oh man, that was so close to being like a 17, but it's being a 6. <laughs> and let's see. So then we go on to the mystic. The snake does the tongue thing at him. But it sounds like na 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 na. <laughs> so he only gets to do that ability once. I should have saved that for later, but on the life drain, that was his big one. But oh, it um, hurt. Yeah, the and, point was he hit. Kelly is still feeling that the snake's yeah. not. Uh, hurt his feelings. But he will go with a psychic bolt on the snake. And that'll be a 19. That will hit. That will be a 6 psychic damage. Okay. And he will do another psychic bolt because he can do two of those. Oh, I'm sorry. He can make two melee attacks or four psychic bolt attacks. Wow. I read that one. There we go. So we're going to go for another psychic bolt on the snake. Okay. Oh, that's a nat 20. Probably. Oy. And 12 points of psychic damage. That's going to be a miss with a 10. And the last one, 22. Uh -huh. And we'll only do four points of psychic damage. How's Shelly looking? The snake looks very unhappy. The snake is a tattered mess that's still holding onto its ankeg, but it's definitely yeah. a little bit shredded. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. That's true. Yeah, if you're in wild shape form, you're going to be okay for a little bit. I can completely die and I'll just revert to my other hit points in form. That's the yep. coolest thing about yep. wild shape. 
Yep. And then cool. the mystic will move. Ooh, excellent. Yes. Yes. And it is Ragu. Oh, no. Never mind. You know what? Shelly's, the snake's in, I'm not going to do that just yet. I am instead going to attack the hunter. And with Ragu, his horns grow and his face becomes more monstrous and his hooved cloven hands become razor sharp as he casts primal savagery so i will roll a spell attack that's 25 to hit that will hit so the i'm at eighth so it's 2d10 that's two and so 12 points of acid damage 12 points 12 points of acid damage excellent Yep, and then as a bonus action, I am going to use a Balm of the Summer Court. So I will expend that snake's going to be real handy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna expend three d6 from my dice pool, and so Shelly, you regain three d6 hit points, and I regain three. Could you use the three d6 too? Still, Thank you get I the love 3D6. it. Yeah, you get the three. I don't want you to go down instead of me. Thank you. Oh no, I'm just—I have a pool of dice that I can basically spend for anybody within 120 feet of me. So, nice. Yeah, and I gain three temporary hit points by doing it. Also, so I should should roll the three d six. Yep, you roll three d six. Yep. Fifteen. There you go. Four, five, six. That was a decent roll. I'll take it all day. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. That ain't wrong. Yeah, the giant snake had four. Oh yeah, yeah. So I knew it was close. Yeah, <laughs> I was confident it was close. Yeah, we wanted that snake to live. So there we go. Dang. All right, all right. And any motion out of you? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to again. So I've got 35 feet of movement. I'm going to basically move this way around the hunter, and I want to occupy this space over here because I want to get myself some cover between those ranged folks on the other side of the map. There, the snake probably pretty gives me pretty good cover anyway, but I wouldn't mind a tree and a well between me and them. That makes sense. All they're shooting so far is the snake. Not that I hey. blame them. <laughs> no, exactly. When faced the with a giant ass snake, snake. <laughs> <laughs> and basically an angry goat, I would also shoot the uh, the, the snake. Yeah, well, yeah. And with great love for anybody who happens to be a reptile fan out there, I am not. <laughs> yeah. nope. They scare the nope. Jesus out of me. Not that. Me. That is my turn. Excellent. The hunter had something he was going to do, but your movement took care of that. So he is going to attack you. He's just going to go melee on you because that's what he's got. I like it. That's going to be 23. Yeah, that'll hit. And the second attack will be a 13. That will not hit. All right. Clangs off of my shield. And he does a whopping three points of damage. I like it. And he will jump to this position, but because he's still in melee, does not provoke. Because he basically gets 20 feet <laughs> of jumping. And it's just one of those weird insect things where he's like, yep, I like it. And, land, and lands behind you. I like it. I like it. And. Did you make that noise, though? Because they've been silent so far. Did he go, it's important to know. He did make that noise. Mm. Ooh, he angered them enough to break their code of silence. (laughs) (laughs) 
and yep. scald. All right. Is so is Shelly thoroughly wrapped around this other ang keg, or is it possible for me to potentially hit it with something without hitting the snake? So it doesn't say we merge spaces. We're touching and he's grappled, so okay. he's a big creature. You hit a side of him where I'm not, like my boom beam, I don't think is going to hit me either. Sweet. I um, think that would be harder for me to do with a five-foot creature or yeah. a smaller creature. In that case, I'm going to turn between Warrior B and the Ankeg and where they are, and I'm going to use my breath weapon on these guys. So I'm going to exhale a 15-foot cone of ice. Nice. Uh, Breathe some ice, and they both need to make a con save. Okay. Warrior's up first for his con save. Dirty 20. Dang. And is that a saver suck or? Uh, it's a saver half. Saver half. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And the Ankeg. Ankeg. 17. All right. They both passed. So they only take six, four, five points of cold damage each. Oh, wait. Sorry. 10, 16, eight cold damage each. And the egg um, is no more. Yes! <laughs> yes! Breathe some ice and just crystallize this sucker. And then with my bonus action, because I didn't cast a spell, I will cast the healing word again, this time on Shelly. Okay. So that is going to be... Shelly, you get three, four, five, six, uh, three plus five, eight points back. Nice. And... That will be my full turn. I think I'm going to stay where I'm at. Okay. Kind of keep myself, keep the snake in between me and the other guys, more or less. Well, Shelly has 10-foot reach, so Shelly the snake nice. reaches their snout over and noses your fist as it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So where B shifts his position. Now that he knows how the 10-foot reach hurts. <laughs> Attacks Maraxis. <laughs> he saw the fist bump. He's like, right? oh, that, that I, I showed him. I showed him. That can't be good for me. Boop the snoot. A little boop the snoot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And let's see. He goes for. Goes for the weapon attack. 14. Off. Uh, it meets the beats. Yep. Along with these low damage rolls, two points of slashing damage. <laughs> that six really got him off his game. And <laughs> yeah. The attempt to bite didn't work because as its mandibles clap over it, trying to get you, its eyes are clearly all like 14 of them are clearly on this snake. Yeah. And let's see, we are on Warrior A. The ultimate danger noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Danger Noodle. I love that. I saw the, yeah. a meme with that in the I've seen day. there's Danger Noodle, Nope Rope, and there yep. was one other one that I can't remember. But yeah. Uh, nope Rope is the one I will I would go with. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say fifteen feet, that's a big noodle. Like I've had some noodles in my day. I as a person I, I, I'm not a fan of snakes. I think you can either have too many legs, spiders, or not enough legs, snakes. Snakes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Happy medium. Four or two. That's what Four I'm Four or two. With. Yep. Four I mean, or two. You get up to 100 with a centipede or something. It's still too many. Oh. That creeps me yeah. out. Yeah. King Kong, the, the 2006 King Kong. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, not yeah. the cavern, not the legs. That was a bit. That, that, that yeah. was tough to get through the yeah. first time. 
So that warrior moves and then fires through the door. Actually moves moves there rather. Fires through the door, I believe, and the audience will see. I'm measuring to see if I've got line of sight through the door. And I do. Haha. So he will fire the Chaka the range on Shelly with a 15 hit. Yes. Again with the two points of damage. I'm sorry, three points of damage. I liked you better. <laughs> and... And the Ankeg is dead. It is your turn. Did I miss the psionic? I think I missed the psionic. The psionic and the mystic both go after me. Is, yeah, they go at the top of the round. one as well. No, they're at the top of the round. I think I missed the psionic. No, psionic nope. attacks you this round. That's Correct. Right. Yep. So you are up. We are at the bottom of the round. Shelly. And the so, psionic is looking up at you, thinking you were going to be busy with an ant keg, and very worried about its life choices. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna constrict the psionic. Hopefully, an 18 hit. An 18 will hit. And the psionic takes 11 points of damage and is grappled. As a bonus action, I expend my other fourth level spell slot to regain 48 hit points. Nice. One of the Circle of the Moon abilities. 1d8 per spell level you expend. I'm never getting rid of this snake. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. For another 15. We decided that they were important, and so... Yeah, y'all helping heal made it even better. I'm learning Snake things. is no longer bloodied. <laughs> I, I am learning things about druids tonight. I, this, this is cool. This is why we do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm digging the, just making the Circle of Moon, I was digging it with the changes to wild yeah. shape and whatnot. All right, and any other actions for Shelly? It was my action and my bonus action, so I cannot move my dreaded moonbeam. I had to heal myself instead. Right. I guess I'm gonna kinda make him feel less good about himself. Be right. grappling him, I'll be all up in his business. All right. Kind of, kind of like pressing him up against the building. That's... Under pressure. <laughs> Bro, he's really under pressure because he's getting the squeeze. Constrict should have it, in my opinion, and a round damage that's less than the initial total, maybe. Ooh, like a bludgeoning. Yeah, mm. just a D6 bludgeoning around something because they're being squeezed. I, I I would agree, but I think that should probably happen with a. It would have to be an action, or I, you yeah. can make it an action and give me the full damage again choose to just squeeze yeah if you do it as a full action you could do that or a bonus action you yeah. limit it or something like i think you're right on that but cool that's, that's, that's that, said, that said we can always make a new constrictor round of four the son who is uptight with you is not worried about this situation as much as he thought he would be he is going to Claw. And miss. Disadvantage because he's restrained. Oh, okay. So it's either a 16 
or because I was rolling before you said that. Dang it! A 12, I assume, misses the snake? Yep. Nope. Meets it, beats it. Oh. All right. It's not hard to you, hit the snake. You need a DC, a constitution save, snake. 16. The snake's been saving. Wow. Yep. And you only take seven points of piercing damage from the bite. Ha! The snake still is not bloodied again. Does Moonbeam require concentration, Glenn? It does. I need to make a con save every time that happens. Thank you. Hey, wait a minute. You just moved the Mystic. Wasn't the Mystic's turn? They're after the Psionic. Okay. So, for the concentration save, would that be off of my stats or the snake's stats? Constitution is a physical stat, so I would say it's off of yours. Or off of the snake's, rather. Off the snake, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've lost Moonbeam, but good call, because I have forgotten about the concentration rules. Now, is Wild Shape, is that not a concentration thing? Nope. I just okay. am a snake until I choose to dismiss it or four hours pass. Okay. And let's see. That'd be a whole lot of retconning if it wasn't. Let's see. Yeah, but it's not the first time I've taken damage. I should have made, been making those concentration saves all along. The Mystic moves into this position and fires that psychic bolt that gets four of them. Yeah, we gotta stop that guy. That's 12. Who is he hitting? Me again? Yep. Okay. A 14. You talking about to hit me or are you talking about damage? To hit you. The 12 hits, the 14 hits. I have an AC of 12. And 18 hits also? Yeah. And a 25 hit, so all four hit. Dang. Oof. Let's hope he rolls the gas. Oh, that's crap. Five? Yes. Roll gas. Yes. Seven. Twelve total. Nine. Okay, 21. That's hurting a little bit more. Good jerk. 29. Yeah. The snake is right back down to looking super tattered again. Oh, okay. no, snake. <laughs> Not the danger noodle. We gotta save and, our nope rope. And uh, ragu, ragu. Okay. Um, the hunter, by the way, is looking very strong. What's that? The hunter is looking quite strong. The dude in front of me, really? Yeah. Did he, like... Get stronger? No. Nope. I'm just letting yeah. you know for all the hits that have been levied. Yeah. It is it is still looking strong? Okay, then we're not gonna let that happen anymore. So here's what we're gonna do. I want to. Yeah. So I'm gonna cast a spell. I am going to. Let's see. I'm gonna draw a 20 foot cube that is centered roughly like over here. Okay. So it's going to be roughly like this. Yep. Something like that. And I'm going to cast Erupting Earth. So choose a point that I can see on the ground within range. A fountain of churned earth and stone erupts in a 20-foot cube centered on that point. I need those two Thrykareen to make me a dexterity save, please. Excellent. The hunter... 
What's a 15? Miss. I'm the hunter and the warrior. Succeeds with the 17. Okay, cool. So the damage on that is 3d12 and half on save. Nice. Oops. Let's see. Falling off the table. Alright, that's 10, 17, 26 points on the failed for the hunter, and 13 to the warrior. And that terrain is now difficult terrain. Yes. Okay. And... The hunter is now bloodied. Excellent. And so... Give me a uh, second. Let me... Yep. And... You said 13 to the other 13 one? 13 to the warrior, yep. Don't stress healing the snake. And the warrior is down. Perfect. Yes. Excellent. All right, Aregu will shout over the tree towards Maraxis. Get the guys that are shooting the snake. I got this guy. All right. That's it for I'm, Aregu? Yeah, All that's right. it. It is the hunter's turn. And he jumps to this position and attacks. Okay. That's a 23. That'll hit. And a 17. That'll also hit. Four... Four points of damage on the first one. Terrible rolls and three points of damage on the second one. I probably could have taken you out if I actually rolled the other <laughs> Yep. And then he finishes his move, movement by going to that position. Cool. And... Scald. Alright, so this, where there was the doorway here that the Ankeg busted yep. through, that's now open, correct? Correct. Okay, so I'm going to say, oh no you don't. I'm going to run down this way so I can see these two guys over here. Yep. And I'm going to fling out an arm and I'm going to cast Wall of Fire. What? Just <laughs> straight at them. They're in a lovely, nice little line. That's poor. They're in a lovely, they're in a lovely line for me. So I'm just going to shoot Wall of Fire at these guys. They both need to make a dexterity saving throw. Hang on a second. Like that? Is that how you're doing the wall? So, yes, exactly like that. <laughs> as soon as I see him, just yeah. <laughs> now the wall of fire will push them one side or the other, as I recall. So you uh -huh. can decide north or south on that. I'll push them both south. Okay. Just by five feet. Yeah. And I assume the heat side is pointing south, so they can't go back that way. Yes. Okay. And your, let's see, that's a deck save for them? That is a deck save. The Mystic misses. Uh, 
And the warrior saves with the dirty 20. Nice. Okay. So that's going to be 5d8. So it's a 16. So the one that failed takes 20 points of damage, and the warrior that succeeded takes half that, so 10 fire damage. All right. They're both singed. You're getting that faint whiff of burnt Crispy blood critters. Down. Time to fry up some grasshoppers, guys. No, 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 no. That will be my full turn. All right. And it is that warrior who will then move to this position. Actually, it will move one, two, three, four. Move. Oh, no. It's <laughs> a snake. You know, I've got 10 foot reach. It doesn't know. It. This one yeah, doesn't, you're right. Assume. They could probably assume. <laughs> you're huge. It assumes some kind of reach. So it's going to go there, and it will hit you with its gasket. If it ends its turn in the wall of fire, that's okay. The Chapka. That's going to be a miss with a nine and a... Ooh. 16 with the Chapka. To hit you... Who are you hitting? Shelly the Snake or... Maraxis, because Maraxis did the fire. That's going to hit, yeah. And that's eight points of damage. Okay. And... Critter, is that all you got? That's all it has. Shelly, you're up. Okay, if I convert back from being a snake, where inside the snake's radius do I appear? The center of it? Any point that I choose? Any point that you choose within its its nine squares. So the snake has three hit points left. As a bonus action, Shelly shifts back. Landing outside of Melee. And then casts... Tidal wave. <laughs> I think the wall of fire would still be there, by the way. Because wall of fire is, is that not a concentration spell? It is concentration. Yeah. yeah. So that that would that would remain. Somebody took it away. So the tidal wave is ten feet wide. It's up to you if it smashes the wall, but it'll go through the door. If I put it across yep. the two spaces, it'll go through the door on one side to get the two inside and the guy outside. Yeah. Hit him with fire, hit him with water. Just keep going, guys. Yeah. Fabulous. I love it. And it's 30 feet long, so it's exactly long enough. 10 feet tall. Each creature must make a save, a dexterity saving throw. They take half on a success. On a failure, they take 22 points of bludgeoning damage <laughs> and are knocked prone if they fail. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Snake was fun. <laughs> See, I saw some. Thank you. Fun. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> there it is. I was working on it. Hang thirty, dudes. The mystic fails. The warrior succeeds. That warrior's saving like crazy. And the psionic fails. Jesus. All right. The, one, the ones that fall. Yeah. You gotta plant your feet firm on the board. <laughs> so, 
22 points and they're prone. And you said 22? 11 for the warrior. Is there and a roof on that building? There was. <laughs> <laughs> Are you indicating that there is no longer a roof on that building? I'm indicating you washed it away. Between the two of us, we turned it into a steam room. Yeah. And let's see, you said tw tw 22? And how much was the half damage? Half of 22 is 11. Yeah, last time I checked. <laughs> I put away, I, you I asked, put away, bro. <laughs> I, I put away my math hat. It's no math Tuesday. No worries. <laughs> and uh, the warrior stands tall but is bloody. The psionic is dead. Dead's dead, baby. The mystic is... Prone and burned. <laughs> now, wall of fire interacting with tidal wave. Are we saying that the fire's out? It's fire. fire. It's and my, so it's and my tidal wave wouldn't touch it. It literally went across oh, the space okay. in front of it. Right. Some of it was turned to steam by the hot side as it went by. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely a sauna in there for him. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it's like cooking lobsters. Seemed like lobsters, yeah. So one, two, moves up. I'm going to give you partial cover. She'll have a plus two to your AC, Shelly. And... Is that wall? Is that wall still intact? I'm sure it's, it's not all not, intact. Never mind. It's not fully intact. That's that why I'm giving you partial fair. cover. One other thing, Luanika, that warrior ended his turn in the range of the fire and should have taken fire damage. That's right. Oh, I thought it pushed him back. Oh, it's five feet in that direction. Uh-huh. The yeah. warrior probably would have been smart enough to step back, though. It's the, the warrior didn't get a chance to move. It, has, it hasn't been their turn yet. But they moved oh, didn't up have to a, that position. And it moved up to that position, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's any creature that ends its turn within 10 feet of that side of the wall. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Takes fire damage. Yeah. Well, the warrior could have stepped five. Nope, he, the snake was still there and he didn't want to before. Yep. So he yep. would not have moved forward. No, nope, so he's out. He took the damage. Yep. So that would have been, let's see. 14 23 fire damage. He shouldn't have been so scared of the snake. <laughs> <laughs> that three hit point snake scared him into taking another 5d8. <laughs> All right. Hey, oh, let's go. <laughs> Got you. Okay, so 10 feet. So basically, this whole lower quadrant is useless. Yeah, your mystic need his first move would probably be to get out of that building, either coming towards us or south. Yeah. Or maybe not his first move. He could cast or whatever he does first. But okay. Yeah. Goes there. There we go. And he said, fi fires at Shelly. With its psychic bolt. And let's see. That's a 14. Miss. Do I still have cover? No. 21. 
21 hits. Seventeen. Miss. Eighteen. Miss. How are those all misses? What is Shelly's answer? Twenty. Oh. <laughs> Turtles. <laughs> I started Turtles. seventeen at a shield and a cloak of protection. I'm a twenty. Nice. <laughs> and twenty-two. Okay. Although that's fine. That was five. That was five? Yeah, you did that three misses five. and a hit before that. Oh, I guess so I only get so, so I only get one hit. I lost track. I was just going to keep rolling. I know. Yeah. I'm going to hit this turtle. I'm going to hit Freaking turtles. Seven points of psychic, psychic damage. Yeah. How much? Seventeen. Seven. I happened to say 17 at the same time that he said seven. So that, <laughs> that was, was scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? What hit 17? Holy crap. And then back off a bit. And that will bring us to Ragu. Ragu is done playing with this hunter like he's just fed up with the hunter kind of pressed up against the wall a little bit ragu's eyes start to glow with this eerie purple eldritch iridescence as i'm done with you hurting my friends and will use his his eldritch adept feet invocation not invocation but his eldritch adept feet to cast inflict wounds at fourth level that is a 23 to hit 23 will hit 23 will hit and if i'm doing my math correct inflict wounds will do 5d10 damage to him dang so that's nine ten 19, 23, 29. I wish one of two things had happened. You rolled slightly less for your attack, so I could have mm-hmm. used my ability to parry, or <laughs> you rolled slightly less damage, so I could have got away. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. neither of those conditions exist in the he- parallel universe that we occupy. As he enters this eldritch trance, he's just, as he's talking, he's like, I'm sick of you hurting my friends. And he's just like ripping arms off of the Thrycreen on the way down as he's casting the spell and then throws them at him as he collapses. Love it. And it is no good his turn. Yeah, I'll take some <laughs> movement actually. So let's see, that's 10, 20, 30. Hey guys. Like the purple eldritch energy is probably just like dissipating from his from his his horns as a, as he returns back to normal. Speaking of movement, though, that mystic had to use half his movement to stand up because he was prone. He's still purple. A little late now, but <laughs> yeah, he probably couldn't have escaped the fire. But that's okay. It's three on one. I think we're good. Or maybe not gotten a good line on me. Regardless, he's soon to be done for. Yeah. All right, and it is Shelly's turn. Shelly looks at the missing says, Wait, You're pissing me off, on. bub. 
Wait a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh. Yeah, I was gonna say if I just went. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> There's a lot of dead people in, in in between you and Shelly, and Scald is right in the midst of all of those bodies. So I, I lost you. Over here, guys. Hey, behind the behind the legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's me. I'm ankle deep in egg. <laughs> Literally. I'm probably still covered in slime from that egg, honestly. It's gonna stain my scales. It's gross. Yeah, but the one that died in front of the firewall, we really do get to find out if they cook up like lobster. Yeah, crispy critters. Sounds, mm, sounds delicious. I call dibs on the arm bits. Right, I want a gloss. Delicious. Ah, <sighs> gross. I and think you're sent to the old, and, nobody, <laughs> and nobody brought the uh, old bay seasoning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't looked at my pack. Uh, oh, oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Turtles have packs and pouches. Huh. Uh, Eggs are actually hunted for their meat. Huh. It's an old third. It's an old third edition thing. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, your turn, Rexus. <laughs> cool. All right. I'm gonna run up and kind of hop up onto this so I can see this mystic. And I am going to ice knife this sucker. So I'm gonna fling a shard of ice. That is going to be a dirty 20 to hit. That'll hit. Sweet. So it takes, let's see, 1d10 piercing, and the shard's gonna explode. I need a dexterity saving throw from it. The one thing this character has, this creature has never done this entire night is pass the dex save. I'm going to say 14. 14. Ha <laughs> that fails. So that's 5 plus 2d6 is 4 and 6 is 10. So 15 points of cold damage. Okay. This guy is going to... And any other mo- any other activities? Nah, I'll just say eat ice bug and just yeah from where I'm standing. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> and that brings us to Shelly. Shelly looks at the mystic and says, "You're pissing me off, bug. Some fly." He goes five, ten, fifteen feet away, which might seem odd. Until he uses his second wild shape. Turns into that. As a bonus action. Oh, jeez. And now he's got oh, 80, 80 feet of fly. So even taking off that 15, I can move 30 feet to reach him. At 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And if I move 30 feet as I fly towards him, then I make my bite attack. Let's see if we hit first. 15? <laughs> Does a 15? A 15 will... Need to beat it. Nice. And since I move more than 15 feet, first he takes 3d6 plus 2 for the regular bite. 18. <laughs> but because I move 30 feet first, he takes an additional 3d6 for 16 more. Nice. So how much total of it? 34 And then it'll keep on yeah, flying. Does not provoke, this thing. Which does not provoke attacks of opportunity. I and, suspect uh, it's dead. <laughs> it is not. 15, oh. 20, 
many feet do I have left? I used 15 out of 80, left me 65. I used 30 to get to him, leaves me 35. 25, 30, 35. <laughs> Dang, okay. Okay. Wow. It's like that, is it? You want me to pull up my third creature? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Go Shelly. And he screams. That's why I asked if there was a roof on the building anymore. <laughs> damn. All right. That brings us to the top of the rounds. It is the mystic who did not like that. A tall. Not a tall. And takes off. <laughs> Chicken! <laughs> and it is now Ragu. Cool. So if I... Okay, so I'm going to take... I have 35 feet of movement. So I'm going to go 5, 10, 15. I'm not in the, sh I'm not in the way of the wall yet. 20... 25. This is an opening, right? Yep. 30. 35. Yep. By my math, I have line of sight. You do? I do indeed. Let's see, what third level spell do I want to do for the most fun? Do I want to do a Free getaway? What's that? Free getaway? That's not the spell that I want to do. Let's see. Let's use the die bug die spell. I do want to use the die bug die. Yeah. But I'm, I, maybe I'll just use like plant growth and just contain him and let you eat him again. But I think instead, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do that. I think instead I'm going to do, I'm going to do Thunder Wave is fun. Let's see. Wave of Thunderous Force. Uh, it is a, oh, nope. You're absolutely right. That's fine then. I'll do Erupting Earth, which has 120 foot range. And it's gonna produce a cube 20 feet wide and make it difficult terrain. So I will set, I will make this cube right here. There we go. That cube right there will basically erupt with dirt and everything and become difficult terrain from below the building. Okay. Yeah, and it's like earth and stone and everything like that. So they need to make me a constitution save. No, they don't. No? No, they no. don't. Oh, sorry. Actually, Erupting Earth is actually a dexterity save. It's not a constitution save. Ooh. That might, if that matters. Kind of does. It's a 15 but no, DC. Don't. But no, no, they don't. All right. And they're going to take, take 3d12 bludgeoning. Yeah, they're, they're going to take 3d12 bludgeoning damage. So that's 11, 18, 28. In your mind. You hear the screech <laughs> of the th uh, of the Thrycreen Mystic, <laughs> and then so much white noise, static dissonance as it expires. Excellent. And the last yes. thing that you get a sense of is that the people of this village have been taken to the Badlands outside of town. Excellent. Cool. What do you guys say? Brilliant. We sit down, enjoy our barbecue, and then we can go rescue those folks. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Sounds perfect. Shelly, the, I can never pronounce this, but my son says it's Quetzalcoatlus, does a lap, uh, a circle around the town to make sure that there are no more bad guys and just double nice. check before landing. Excellent. And Excellent. turn back into Shelly the turtle. 
Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Clip. Righteous fight, Drudes. That was right. So that was so much fun. So here we are again. A with these. So first of all, Scald, thank you very much for joining us again. Thank like, this you is guys so much, fun so much like, for having. I love rolling dice with you guys so yeah. much. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> and, and once again, he, here's a class that I don't know that I have ever played a druid before, and I really enjoyed the way that these characters ran their their martial ability plus the healing that they get like the ability of us especially to go ahead and like heal ourselves heal other people especially as like bonus actions and stuff that's really powerful that's really neat i think the one thing that i wish my character had was more reactions but honestly if i'd thought about it a little bit and i had stacked in some feats and stuff like that to give me some reaction abilities i probably or different spells or whatever i probably could have made that work but so bad gap. Yeah. Hey, but otherwise circle of lakes really and seas brood coming out in the kickstarter has a nice defensive reaction built that nice. on purpose Yep, 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 nice. Uh, yep. I from this side of the of the table, I can tell you that what I did not plan for was the consistent healing. I assumed yeah. you'd be able to heal. It was the consistent healing, like being able to knock down a big creature. And it's interesting. I picked knowing that we were doing druids, I picked something that would be that would be able to consistently do damage on two levels, ranged and meal. And some of the limitations of what we needed to do, Thrycreen, uh, they're a mob, they're a mob type of creature when you're using them in this capacity. So I needed to put land a lot of them, but they don't do a lot of big hits. That's yep. why I brought in the Ankeg. So it lowered the amount of Thrycreen I had down there, but a lot of the lower level Thrycreens wouldn't have been that much of a thing because. While they can hit fairly consistently, they were actually able to hit you guys because ACs, Shelly is an exception, weren't super great. Yeah. But the healing really made up for that. It was almost like no different than fighting a Warforged in all this great armor because they're not doing the hits or it doesn't matter that I did the hit. Yeah, right. And I think that's what I saw from my end. And then the, uh, the spell variety and the different ways that all three of you went to get things done. I totally didn't. I, there isn't a way to really plan for that per se. Yeah. Fortunately, most game masters are not going to have three druids in a party. Oh, right. no, note to players out there: bring druids to your game. Yeah, um, for real, at, right? You, your storyteller will be confounded. This was built at Deadly. It's actually a bit higher than Deadly, and the reason yeah. is I didn't realize it until after I put everything in there. I added an extra ankeg that wasn't actually on the original encounter builder, but. It, at the end of the day, it, I think it had it not been there, this fight would have been close to a cakewalk for you. So yeah. I think having the second hand cake was, oh, uh, was definitely needed. Yeah. Nice. For this sure. was my first time really stepping into a spellcaster. I haven't done much of those in the past. I usually do warrior, rogue, maybe a barbarian. Ranger, a little bit of spellcasting. But what I like about it is that every turn you can have a different approach. So you can say, okay, maybe this turn I want to do offense melee. Maybe this turn... I want to do a spell. Maybe this turn I want to do healing. So you have a really big variety that makes you think and engage more because, you know, what you do could change depending on what the person or the creature immediately in front of you in combat and mm. the initiative order does. So yep. having that variety, I think is really cool. And I like that you just, you have so many different options. I also love the way that I could see in the same way that bards can do buffs and debuffs and abilities that help stack the druids yeah. have some nice ones where, for example, you can 
make a creature vulnerable to a certain kind of damage and we didn't really get into that a ton but i think that with a party that's maybe played a couple games together and has a pretty big variety of classes Mm -hmm. you could learn how to use your spells to really work with your other teammates in a really collaborative way not just hitting the same thing but weakening it to the damage that somebody else does or removing a paralytic or a spell effect on a friendly player all sorts of stuff so i really like the variety that druids offer yeah, lots of versatility. Like even even yeah. like with erupting earth, being able to make a difficult terrain. One of the other spells mm-hmm. in my list was spike growth, which I was Got good at. When they were all like down below the barricade, there, I was like, I was lining up to go ahead and say, okay, they're in perfect spike growth range right now. I can just go ahead mm-hmm. and hit spike growth on the other side of the barricade. They're not going to be able to get to us. We can't get to them either, but that's okay because they're going to be covered in difficult terrain taking damage. So that's fine. I have no problem mm-hmm. with that. And it wasn't necessary because then they all moved out of range anyway. But stuff like that was really, I think, really would have been interesting additions into into this fight. And uh, it wasn't ultimately necessary, which makes me surprised that it's actually like an entire ankeg over deadly because it did not it did not play like that. It played as a much easier encounter. Part of what made that easier was the... People don't think of Wild Shape as that powerful because, yeah. especially if you don't go Circle of Moon, you cap out at a CR1 creature. With Circle of Moon, yep. you get to go higher. At the moment, mm-hmm. I can get up to CR2. That's why I have these. Yep. But having another whole set of hit points to work through, Shelly would have died yep. more than likely without yep. uh, 60 yep. points of snake to go through. Um, <laughs> and then we healed it back up to 40. Probably 40 points of healing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, um, snake, that's that you took a lot of damage the mystic had 99 <laughs> hit points to begin with yeah and you took her hit points plus yeah. uh, the hunter i think he was 60 yeah 60 hit points and but so they, they had some heavy hits everything else was in the 30th range Bianca's around 30 everything else i have written in the past it hasn't shown up in any any of our publications yet but i've written different age categories of ankegs so i have them going up scaled similar to dragons because i have a whole scenario very similar to aliens for them this is actually the opening salvo of that scenario by the way so uh, so i actually got to trot this one out my uh, my uh, barstock campaign they played through the second part of this where they actually found the uh, ankeg hive and had to rescue people from the hive and stuff like that. So. I like the sound of, of elder brain ankegs. That sounds fun. That's uh... yeah. <laughs> right. Now you're going a little starship troopers on it. I love the big brain yeah. bug. But so. the the shapeshifter part of the strategy that I found interesting about it too was being able to keep that concentration. Next time I yeah. will take Warcaster. I didn't this time. Yeah. But there's so many concentration spells, but it didn't matter. I just picked a variety for what's going to work on different situations, yeah. and then I'm going to maintain them while I'm shapeshifting. If we hadn't had the wall of fire go up, my tactic was going to be throwing spike growth in there on the warrior and the wizard. <laughs> nice. Then changing into the giant flying Shelly the turtle. Yep. And strafing back and forth when they couldn't get away, but it all yep. worked out very well. Yeah. Yep. So one of the things that that some of, but not all, of the green have is a jumping ability. So spike growth, while yep. effective is limited it basically affects them one time and most circumstances they can get out of that within one turn so they won't be in it for long which (laughs) didn't come up because you basically killed them before there was (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. yes i was actually had he survived that the hunter survived he would have taken off in the other direction so you guys wouldn't have been able to double team both of them they basically would have ran in two different directions yeah and scald can i say two brilliant use of wall of fire like just absolutely <laughs> absolutely just, brilliant yeah there are these moments Fantastic. 
when I'm sure you guys have them when you're looking at a map. And if there's enemies in a nice big cluster or a nice straight line, there's that moment of how can I capitalize on this? What can I exactly? It totally, yeah, it's brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. And I don't usually line up my bad guys for exactly that reason. My youngest son plays sorcerers a lot, and his mm. favorite spell is lightning. And he will line up, and he will be when we're live on a on a live table. He will walk around that table and line it up, and. I'm going to get those guys. He will, he has an eye for that shot. So it didn't even dawn on me that Druids would have anything that would be in a specific line. I yeah. figured there'd be a lot of cluster things. So I was fairly cognizant of clustering. That's why a couple yeah. times I had people like do something, then back off was I was trying to keep yeah. them apart. So mm -hmm. it'd be harder to get more than two in any one effect, which I think I did a pretty good job of, but I didn't think about the lining up and, and in that situation mm -hmm. i was like they're both rushing the door they were going to come out and engage because i figured mm -hmm. the best thing to do would be getting tight with you so at least anything you did for range or area effects would have to risk other people involved and that absolutely failed yeah, <laughs> yeah. so much fun so scald like we said thank you very much for popping on here with us tonight thank you so, so much for having uh, me always such a pleasure to roll dice with you guys yeah and in every time yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely yeah tell us about the, we have a few minutes left here uh, tell us about the about your kickstarter and i don't want to scoop you but have you looked at your kickstarter in the last couple hours oh yeah i've been replying to backers all day so okay we hit, yeah <laughs> we, say, we we yeah. hit goal in under five hours which was crazy Ooh, and nice super done. exciting nice um, congratulations you guys Excellent. were some of we had the tabletop guys josh you were one of our first backers as always so thank you so much three. for the support oh, so love it but, i yeah, was far fun, enough back really i didn't well. even get a number but thank you all so much for the support really appreciate it It was nice to get that out and launched where some of the formatting is still going on right now we've been able to we yeah. worked with some really nice folks in the community i don't know if you guys know midnight tower they've been doing some of the formatting nice. which this is the last official we have nine more kickstarters planned after this mostly Oof. already written already but this is the last official one that we are outsourcing for formatting which is wow. exciting yeah but it's gone really well so far which has been really nice to see yeah so yeah, yeah. That's been good. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I can't wait. I've got ideas and I'm anxious to, to get some socketed items yeah. for a couple of my characters. And if you yeah. do end up working with it, I would love to hear what your thoughts are and what cool, I want to hear yeah. what cool shit you make, honestly. That's what <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to hear oh, what yeah. you make. Yeah, I will sure make some cool in. things, but what I think will be interesting is once I put this into the land of 18 seas and I put it in front of my two different my three different game groups that are out there, 20 or so people that will have, have the ability to use these different yeah. things. Nice. And they'll be limited to my imagination. And my goal is to actually kind of make sure that they're hitting me up so that they can then get some of the stuff yeah. and start using their some own. Killer players awesome. Group, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Uh. Awesome. Thank you very much again for popping in here. I, I love glad. adding the class warfare and before we do the class yeah. rankings now so that we have mm -hmm. this opportunity for the ones we yeah. don't play that often to really yeah. Get a dig sense into of the it. meat a little bit. Yeah. 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 I purposely didn't do my rankings yet. Yeah. I, I, wanted, yet. yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to do this so I could see it, even though yeah. I wasn't playing. I made one, by the way, because right before we decided who was going to run this one, I made my very first druid. So yeah, I, I have saw it on the. In the yeah. class warfare yeah. builds. So Almost. I have a druid that at some point I would lo I'd love to play, but to find a way. Well, I I am sure we can find a way to go ahead and make that happen. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so this coming this coming Friday, uh, join us for our, our Druid class discussion. We're looking forward to it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, like, comment, subscribe to the videos. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how you're enjoying these class warfares. And uh, I don't 
Oh, that's right. Next month, Mr. Myers gets to run because we are going to Bard is our next one. So uh, oh, we're the, all going to die. Yeah, we're all going to die. Gonna die. I'm going to kill me some Bards. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're yeah. all going to die. Yeah, we're all yeah. going to die. Hey, we all thought that we were going to die in this one. So maybe maybe Bards are secretly more utilitarian than any of us. No, they're not. I was pretty sure we were going to be okay in this one because Druids, with all the healing that we all had, yeah, I, wasn't, I didn't yeah. expect us to be able to walk through them as well as we did offensively yeah i figured defensively and heal wise we had enough to make it yeah yeah i think it, yeah I, there was one point when i was bloodied but other than that really and i was taking that thrag green bite myself there was no i was not super worried about that and that right. which was a surprise like I, I was surprised at how well we handled that so yeah but, my inability to roll above a nine while i was hitting you was, that was real yeah actually yeah. that's fair i, I rolled rolls. very my damage rolls were terrible uh, i had a streak where i didn't roll on a d20 above a six oh, and like worst. i said druid's acs are not so hard to hit no with anything of an appropriate level most of these guys are getting plus four or plus three the bigger ones are yep. like plus four that psychic bolt was rolling at a plus six yeah so i should have been able to hit more and i was hitting quite well with the psychic bolt but even with that i had i rolled 12 13 so that tells you how yeah. badly i was rolling yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, all right thank you very much Gold. take care everybody let us have know how you enjoyed this one Thank you so much. Thank you very you guys. much, everybody. Awkward wave. Hi. Bye. 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 <laughs> Later, dudes. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com, where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, at TT Journeys, by joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. And remember, if you want early access to all of our episodes, a chance to drop dice with your favorite hosts, and maybe even appear in one of our actual plays, you can join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. You're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible. We would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays, and every Tuesday features our actual play episodes. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler along our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.